Hi everyone, I'm David Blindauer, and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, stories from the front line. Our podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Cheryl Fitch. Cheryl is a recently retired senior executive with over 30 years of experience in corporate America working with Fortune 500 companies on their strategy and execution of their HR programs in the area of retirement and healthcare delivery. These days, Cheryl is focused on running a handful of small entrepreneurial businesses she owns with her husband, as well as doing graduate work in the area of world religions, which is a personal interest of hers. Here were some thoughts on her conversation with Cheryl is today's host, Betsy Hagen. Thanks, David, and welcome, everyone. Cheryl and I had a wide-ranging conversation that covered everything from managing peers to supporting people at different stages of their careers, some of which we'll hold for future episodes or bonus material. The segment I've chosen for today is Cheryl's thoughts around the impact managers have on the culture of the organization, and specifically her unique perspective on how a manager plays a crucial role as a networker, connecting the company, its employees, and its customers together to achieve results. This perspective really hit home for me because I've long been a proponent that frontline managers serve as a critical link between the organization's vision and its realization. They're the architects of a thriving work ecosystem where employees are not just colleagues, but collaborators. And customers are not just mere transactions, but actual relationships. They build bridges of communication, trust, and understanding that span departments, transcend titles, and extend to the very heart of the business. I thought Cheryl did an amazing job at making this case, and I'll come back at the end to offer some additional thoughts on our conversation. Yeah, sure. So one of the other questions you asked is just like, how does a manager impact culture? Yeah. And, um, you know, I really think that, you know, your direct manager has the biggest impact on your perception of the culture in which you exist or, you know, in helping you filter through the culture in which you exist. And so when I, so a couple of thoughts, when I think about somebody who's a really good manager and impacts culture in a, in a positive way, to me, one of the biggest responsibilities of a manager that I, I felt like I was able to do or that I always strive to do is to be that person that sits at the center of the company, the employee, and the customer. Because those three different stakeholders have sometimes very different needs that sometimes align and sometimes don't align. And as a manager, it's really your job to find the alignment between those three stakeholders and and find an equal balance over time. At any point in time, they might be out of equilibrium, but hopefully over time, you know, you can you can find that equilibrium. And so I think a good manager is somebody who understands and has the capability to serve those multiple stakeholders and to spend time to um, understand what the requirements are of each one of those stakeholders, and then to synthesize those and share that across that triangle to help colleagues understand why the company needs this from us or to help the company understand 
maybe why they're not serving the colleague the best or to listen to your customers and help your team understand why, you know, how we can serve them better or why we're not serving them well or the company to break down barriers that's keeping your team from serving the customer well. And so that's a networker. You know, people, I don't think people initially think of a manager as networking being one of their most important skills, but I actually feel like it is. Because if you just exist in a vacuum to only serve your employees, then you're not serving them well because you're not you're not able to advocate for them with those other two people that have requirements of them. And if you're just carrying the company line, then you're not going to serve your customers well because your team's not going to be set up for success. So for me, when I think about how a manager can impact culture or the person that I would look for. Um, as a good manager, it would be that person that can travel that triangle from company or shareholder, what you know, leadership, whatever you want to call it, to customers, to um, to the employees, and they spend time just consistently traveling around and telling the story and aligning and synthesizing and delivering the feedback, kind of all around that chain. I think when you can do that well. All three of those people feel empowered and supported by, you know, the other two legs of the stool, if you will. Um, and, it, and it makes you a better manager on behalf of your team, but off also on behalf of the organization and, and on behalf of your customers, which, you know, is ultimately the key to all of our success uh, within within the corporate world. Yeah, I love that. And I think that we think about the the triangle, as you described it, sort of it makes sense to go from customer to how the organization responds to customer needs to then that how that conveys to employees. That feels like the normal flow of performance conversations. But I love your analogy of the networker because we don't think about it going the other way, which is employees hear so much from customers, sometimes much more than than people who have authority and power within organizations do. Sometimes they spend the most time, right, with customers and the employee's ability to translate what they're hearing from customers back into the organization. But also, I think that the way you've described it made me think about times when, you know, part of my job as a manager was to go back and say to employees, I know that you see ways that we could better serve our customers. And there's decisions that we're making as an organization that don't allow us to do that. And I think about having to be that, um, as you said, travel around that, right? Telling a story, having to tell that story in all different kinds of ways, just so that people have a full, complete picture of the why, right? That, that we exist and how we add value um, now and then, you know, potentially in the future when we think about continuous improvement. That's a, that is a great, um, a great way to think about, right? What we do as managers. Yeah. And I think it's also like, you don't have to always be the one, right? It's sometimes you being the voice, but sometimes it's just you stepping back and connecting those people to the right level. To me, like, the best cultures are ones where everybody feels empowered and everybody feels safe to voice that there's there's collaboration and you know the the it's you know connection over correction sort of thing and it's like we're all in it to solve the problem and um so it's 
yeah, so it's you being the messenger, but it's also creating avenues of connection between those. And sometimes there's this fear, especially when you're a new manager, to connect your team with the customer. Oh my gosh, what will they say? Or, and I think if you create the right environment and you, you know, create connections and safe places, that's where I've seen the magic happen is when we connect the people doing the work with the people that, you know, are buying the work and, and do it in a way that is um, productive and open and safe and, and all of those sorts of things. And then, you know, leadership or the company is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. We want more of that. And so to me, that's what a good manager does is that they, they honor all those relationships. They work really hard to keep all those relationships aligned and they foster as many of those um, relationships around the triangle as they can. Yeah. And make them all transparent, as you said, right? So that it's all about um, the ability for people to talk about what's going well, what's not going well, and where improvement potentially lies without it being criticisms or... Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Um, thank you. Then my, my mind went to so kind of, you know, I talked a little bit about the skills or the activities, but I think the the core of what I, I'm looking for in a person to be able to do what I described is that they really show up with that servant leadership mentality. Like my job is to serve, right? My job is to serve all three of those stakeholders and to make them the best that they can possibly be, which is very different than saying, you know, I'm showing up to tell people what to do. I'm showing up to enforce the rules. I'm showing up to you know, lead the team, like you're really showing up to be a servant to all three of those stakeholders and to, again, be in touch with what their needs are and to just break down barriers and to empower each one of them to be as successful as they possibly can be. So I intentionally think about that person, that manager in, in the middle of that triangle and not, you know, like at the top of it or at the top of the colleagues or whatever, but like they truly are in the middle serving all of those and empowering all of those and bringing out the best of all of those different parties. And to lead into the question then, so if you were to hire, if you were looking to hire managers, actually, you know, within, what are some of the things that characteristics or things that, that would make you think, oh, that thing, that person might make a good manager? I think I'm, I would be looking for people that are really good listeners I would be looking for people that are articulate, that can take a complex situation and tell that story, if you will, in different ways to different sort of stakeholders. You know, not somebody who's just carrying the company line or that can only speak to one sort of person. So good listener, good storyteller. And I don't, some people don't like it when I use the phrase storyteller because they feel like a story isn't, you know, genuine. But what I mean is that they're taking, you know, they're, they're, making it relevant and giving context to the person that they're talking to. Um, there's somebody who doesn't get emotionally um, caught up in a situation. And there's somebody who's very open-minded and doesn't come to the table with a preconceived notion about who's right and who's wrong, but that's really always looking for the win-win. Um and so uh, I think if you can do that, then as a manager of a team, you are you're you're serving your team in the best way because you're not just leading them well, but you're connecting them to the organization 
and you're connecting them to their customers. And all of that is, you know, the pathway for career growth and success and success of the organization and success of the individual. So again, it goes back to me to really strong relationship skills that come from a point of, you know, seeking to understand, connecting people, listening really well to anybody and, and listening with an unbiased ear and, um, and, and doing those sorts of things. Yeah. The unbiased ear thing is sort of like, and this, so I would also, um, add to that, that shows up in the way of kind of a natural curiosity. So whatever people are talking about, you're listening to, and you're interested in where does that perspective come from? Or what, if I have a different perspective, where do we think we came at this from different perspectives versus it automatically becoming like, not conflict, but tension, right? Around different ideas or different, um, uh, suggestions, solutions, those kinds of things. Um, when I see that in people, I always think, oh, you know, you, that's a good, that's a good quality for managers to have is that natural sense of curiosity. This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA. And we're back here with Betsy. So, Betsy, what were some of the highlights of your conversation with Cheryl that stood out to you? There are three things that Cheryl mentioned that I want to highlight and reinforce. First is her take that managers don't exist in a vacuum to only serve employees. Second is that great managers understand and synthesize stakeholder needs across a network. And finally, that the best cultures are always anchored in an environment that encourages empowerment, psychological safety, and collaboration. So when it comes to service to employees, customers, and the company itself in terms of fostering growth when taking on the role of manager, should the manager try to take on one of these groups at a time, or should they try and balance as much of their engagement between them? Yeah, I think that sometimes in the transition from individual contributor to manager, we can, at least temporarily, right, hyper-emphasize our demonstration of our commitment to our employees. And this makes total sense, right? We're trying to establish ourselves. We want to build trust. But as Cheryl rightly points out, managers have to play a critical role in serving the interest of the company, the employees, and the customers. And they have to do that by balancing their responsibilities and aligning their actions with the needs of all three stakeholders, uh, I think it involves striking a balance and recognizing that the three groups are interconnected and interdependent uh, when it comes to achieving overall success. In terms of synthesizing stakeholders' needs, what are your thoughts on Cheryl's description of the manager as a networker? I thought one of the impactful things in my conversation with Cheryl was uh, that view that she had of the relationship between 
a company, its employees, and its customers being thought of like a triangle where each side represents a critical component to the organization's success. And then when she frames up the manager's role as a networker, what she's talking about is going beyond simply providing a channel of communication between all three, right? But rather someone who understands and synthesizes requirements in ways that identify alignment or misalignment so that the network is fully optimized or when problems occur, they're uh, quickly resolved or hopefully even just completely avoided. So Betsy, before we close things out, you wanted to comment on the best cultures. And I'm curious if you can elaborate a little bit more on what Cheryl highlighted in creating the best cultures or the best work environment for any organization. Yeah, so we could do a season entirely focused on organizational culture and the role of the manager and probably still not have enough bandwidth to probably discuss the topic. That said, I think Cheryl's encapsulated view of best cultures is actually a pretty good place to start the discussion. Cheryl views empowerment sort of as the engine of performance. Psychological safety is the anchor to engage and encourage participation. And collaboration is sort of that optimization of the network in her triangle analogy. And so when I think about how we as managers might use this perspective that she's presented to us, I think one of the ways, the first ways to start thinking about it is to look at it from a perspective of self-evaluation. So example would be, you know, how much do we actually know and understand these concepts of empowerment, psychological safety, and collaboration? If we don't know a lot about it, it's a great place for us to say, this is something I need to learn more about. Um, the second thing we could do in self-evaluation is ask ourselves, what are we personally doing on a daily basis to positively contribute to these concepts? So what am I doing as a manager that really focuses on creating an environment of empowerment, for example? What am I doing to recognize whether or not the environment that we have created is one in which people truly feel safe to participate and bring their full you know, ideas and self to the workplace. Um, and finally, you know, what am I doing and how am I contributing to actually the collaborative nature of teams working together? What am I as a manager doing with those things? And then the last piece is how am I supporting others to build competencies in these three areas? How am I helping people develop skill sets that allow them to be more empowered? How am I helping other people recognize their own behaviors in ways that support, again, that psychologically safe environment? And what am I doing or how am I encouraging others to develop skill sets that are basically building the competency of collaboration? I think that that framework is just a great place for us to start as managers. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, Cheryl Fitch, for sharing some of her personal experiences as a manager. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource, champion the cause, and inspire the future of the industry.